Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Headspace Podcast. Today, we are going to be reviewing Kanye West, Jesus is King. Woot, woot, woot. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. My name is Chris Crum. And we are going to go through Kanye West, Jesus is King, track by track, giving our thoughts and opinions on every one of the 11 songs on the album. Kanye West, Jesus is King. All right, Google, that's what we're talking about. That was for the algorithms, everyone. I hated it too. Um, but that's the kind of show we are some regular folk going through these projects every week, just kind of exploring the art of the album. And there is a track where we're going to touch on the little bit of the album versus the single. So I'm going to save that until we get there. Would you believe it or not? My OK Google just got triggered. OK Google, stop in the middle of this. And we just heard Google uh, talk to me on my phone. Anyway, I don't know if Tim picked it up. Google's actively it's, listening. It's, it's, it's the OK Google's fun when you have one, but sometimes it's not fun. OK Google, stop. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, let's get into this. Uh, we understand who we are, but we care so much about your comments and we really care more about your feedback because there's a huge chance that y'all are bigger Kanye West fans or at least know more about him, the genres of music and the different things involved. So we're super open-minded to just like reading what y'all think and have that improve our ability to do these reviews over time. Um, on that note, last week we talked about clipping dot there's a period at the end and their album what was it called uh there, there existed is an addiction that's to blood. the one and on that we got a comment from jeremy mcgill which i liked because mcgill is a university in montreal anyway horrorcore should make you feel like you're in danger instead this sounded like what it is rich guys trying to recreate a genre and failing david is a genius as an artist and a writer unfortunately he's hit or miss as an mc david sounds monotone uninspired and just plain bad on most of the album there's brief flashes of brilliance but horrorcore isn't for clipping two on five i really appreciated that comment because I don't know enough about horrorcore to really know if like that's valid or not but to see his perspective somebody who's more familiar with it and to kind of have that other perspective it kind of gives me more things to think about as a person so all of those comments have been exceedingly helpful towards us all just getting better at this whole conquest to understand the art of albums and kind of following the landscape of music as it releases anyway y'all didn't also that clipping album's fire in my opinion i understand his comment but as a middle class white dude in montreal there are quite a few songs i found like really easy to go back to put on again and again and i happen to really like it more than a two on five i think i gave it a four point like seven five on five or something i like i like the album a lot personally i just wanted to comment um i kind of, I, I agree with uh I guess the statement of like in terms of lyrically i didn't feel a little bit scared i was more in i was more interested in how like the story played out but yeah. i i do want to i do want to say that like the beats themselves though and the productions really brought you into a different atmosphere the well the, the, it was it was like creepy but when i thought about it it really does sound a little bit more like rich kids trying to play at it fair. Uh, but i really liked the story of the rich kids trying to play at it so i thought it was just really cool and inventive um anyway Let's get into this album review, and we do that first by thanking our patrons, Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Lindo Williams, and Coney Sparks. Thank you so much. Touch on that at the end of the episode, though. 
And uh, on that note, what album are we are we reviewing today, Mr. Christopher? So for this week's Headspace Podcast Review, episode 145, we're going with Kanye West's new album, Jesus is King. I can't speak today. It's totally fine. It's also early. That's why I have my, my smoothie here made with oat milk. It's, it's not as good, but it's better. Um, anyway... Uh, so we're doing this Kanye West album. Why? Because Kanye West, and I suppose if you're in some level of media in this game, you're a little foolish to ignore Kanye West. Now, however you might feel as a fan, that's cool. I'm coming at this as dude who's kind of accidentally become some level of media in this stuff. So, okay. It comes out. And uh, I don't really want to touch too much on how much we know Kanye Uh, Here's the thing. We have reviewed College Dropout, and we did the round of albums last time it came out. I Kids See Ghost. don't think I've listened to enough of his older work to, to fully appreciate Kanye, but we, in those reviews, gave a pretty detailed... Uh, account of our familiarity with Kanye so quite briefly I kind of like him the production side of Kanye a lot a lot Um, I think from what I've heard of Twisted Dark Fantasy it's like interesting art and I kind of like his experimentation and like willingness to go around lyrically that dude is so hit or miss (laughs) it's like so hit or miss Um, and then his personality I understand why so many people dislike Kanye West, but for a while, I've personally found him to be an interesting character to almost find inspiration from. Not because I agree with him philosophically in a lot of the things he may say, but I I do believe that Kanye West is off that, like, neurotypical spectrum neurotypical is the word i learned you know that's the normie norms right um and i don't think i'm on that neurotypical tip so sometimes when kanye west says some crap like people don't understand him or the choice of words he uses to express an idea are completely wonky and bizarre and people kind of give you that goofy look um even though the intentions of what you were trying to say are drastically different, well, that's a regular occurrence in my life. Like, that happens every day to me, where I say something and people look at me like, what did he just say? And then when I explain it, people are like, oh, okay, it's half as weird as I thought it was. Mm -hmm. But So when I see Kanye, I kind of see parts of myself in that, which, I don't know, maybe not a lot of people can actually relate to being that different i feel like than the average people i feel like kanye is a very uh free-flowing thinker like he he really kind of just speaks what he like feels and what kind of just pops into his head and he like because i feel the same way i i say things that even when i listen to what i say i'm kind of like that doesn't sound like it makes sense but it like i understand what i'm saying and i feel like he's he does the same thing i feel like his mind goes so quickly yeah and like and i I relate to that because my mind goes super quickly and sometimes it's just you say stuff and 
you have this deeply profound understanding of all of the context and nuance surrounding that particular weird thing you just said. Right. But most people don't have that particular, and, and you just fail at explaining it adequately. And then in a lot of ways, and this is just, again, anecdotally, I'm not trying to defend Kanye West's positions or things he said or taken. Like, the MAGA hat is a weird flex, as an example. I'm not really sure I want to support a lot of things. Hell, I don't know that I can even understand... The levels of nuance of why certain people don't like Kanye West. What I can say is people often don't really let you explain yourself in full. And then they will cast judgment on you based upon the snippets rather than the entire piece of a situation. Now, where I believe maybe Kanye West and I, like, I, I could understand the frustration is he's like a lot older than I am and it doesn't often feel like he wants to hear the other side very well or adapt and grow that is until uh 2019 when he says fuck it i'm converting to christianity and releases this gospel album i do, I do and i wanna... and i don't i just before right uh i don't know if this counts as a gospel album so for anybody watching this or still watching this after i said all i just said um or listening because we're on the spotify's and all that now even apple music i can't see it in canada but apparently we're on apple music because we got a play or two nice um but basically i don't know if this counts as gospel because i can't remember the last time i listened to a gospel album and i would love to know from the people who actually know better than i on this subject do you believe that kanye west has accomplished his goal of creating a gospel record anyway what were you gonna say oh, i was just gonna say like i was thinking about how you mentioned like it, something about kanye not wanting to hear the other side right and i kind of feel like what I've heard from Kanye is that he wants to explain himself and nobody listens. So I guess he's kind of taken on this like aspect of like, what the fuck am I going to listen to you for if you're not going to like give me my time, you know? I think that's Kanye when he's riding those manic lows. Okay. Like, let's say we take him seriously and he's got uh, some kind of bipolar or what I probably some kind of borderline personality disorder. He's on some spectrum or another. Typically, it is his highs and lows. So it's possible that when he's doing really well and he's mm -hmm. balanced, he's a certain guy. But when he's not, things fly off the wall and we get to moments where there are moments where he just refuses to listen and he just gets stuck in it and he says whatever. Right. But then if you look at it in the bigger picture over time, over a couple of years, is he actually going to adapt and grow or hear it? You know, like, I don't know. I feel like he's less arrogant than eight years ago. Well, there's there's certain things on this album uh, that I feel continues on with this conversation. So let's just kind of jump in. Well, hold, hold on, hold on. About the album cover, you didn't even talk about how much you like Kanye or not a little bit. Just give us a little bit. <laughs> I tried to avoid that. Um, I like Kanye musically, and I think that's what I keep saying every time we review an album from him. Everything that I've heard growing up from Kanye, I've always liked. I've never actually gotten interested in following him, but that's just me. I don't really like kind of follow artists like that until recently. Uh, but everything that I've heard from him has always just been great. The sounds, the 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 musicality, the creativity, the artistry, it's all it's all just good. So I always kind of expect some type of I'm gonna say weird, uh, weird type of vibe, but it all makes sense in a Kanye way. I just don't fuck with him on any other level because 
Fair enough. I don't I, I don't understand all of it and I ain't got the time. I'm corny enough to like Courtney Kanye. Um there's a couple more things we gotta touch on as we talk about the album. Apparently, and I haven't heard the interview myself, uh Kanye basically said no premarital sex if you're working on the album. And that was a little bit like, wow. So he started like to create an environment where basically even to like be involved in a project, you had to follow and adhere to certain principles. I just like, I don't know. It was just like hearing that. It's like, damn, like I don't even know how to like process it in a good or bad way. It was just a funny anecdote when I first heard it. But on the other hand, it makes me question like, Maybe Kanye is like absolutely like deadpan serious about trying to reform because that's a lot of what happened. Like, so we had a Yandy, which was supposed to come out last year, and then, uh, from what I understand, he basically has this like change of faith, reforms, and decides to essentially turn the album into a gospel album, and he cuts it all clean strips away a bunch of stuff like uh there's Nicki minaj had said she was supposed to be on yandy or whatever this was even on this album but they could not find a compromise that was clean enough like she couldn't come up with a verse that was good enough or clean enough to be fitting on this project so i was like that's super fascinating then there's the delays because it was supposed to come out a month ago and then you're watching those like little youtube videos as you're hearing the album stream and you're like okay this is what's he doing here and now he's going around playing the album hit and play for a month selling 200 dollars shirts and stuff and then uh finally it came out but it didn't come out on time so uh, like the day before Kanye is tweeting like it'll be out at midnight yo here's the checklist then at like four in the morning yo nobody's going to sleep until uh the album's done we're, it's we're, not we're, done we're, mixing we're not finished yet songs. and it's like wow i guess um i guess this is the new moves right because we can all criticize kanye here but here's something kanye has done successfully like four or five times in a row or six even latched us onto his like stop the internet and just had people hit and refresh on his fucking page yep waiting checking it over and over again did it finally come out yet? Did it finally come out yet? Until it finally came out around, I don't know. You said like one you saw it. Yeah. I don't know exactly when it dropped. I mean, it. I saw it. I woke up Friday morning, uh, hit Spotify. Not and there. Wasn't there. And I figured maybe it's on title. Maybe he's no. got like his own specific thing. No. Checked on Spotify at one and it was there. Yeah, it, was it wasn't there at like 12 though. Because I had checked right before, or 11.30 right before I went into a meeting. And it wasn't there. And I was like... Oh, Kanye. Um, so, yeah, then we heard the album, and here we are, ready to get into it. The cover is interestingly boring. I like the fact that it's a blue vinyl. Otherwise, it's so boring. Like, it, it's just like the blue vinyl cover. But I, I feel like there's a peaceful aspect to it. The blue doesn't seem intimidating or anything like that. It doesn't have this, like, any gruesome feel or nothing. Like that. It's kind of like um, a yellow album cover. Or like sure. it's one of just those colors that just kind of invites you to want to maybe take a look at it. It's calming. It's but not. It doesn't really. It, it's so like, okay, it doesn't do that to me. Fair. Um, the title "Jesus Is King" is pretty fair. Um, it's very gospely. Now here's the thing. Um, 
I'm cool with Jesus. Like, I grew up with the Christian theology, and in my own personal way, I'm totally down with the idea that Christ died on a cross for sins, and I can get redemption through a humble, like, approach to life, trying to emulate the greatness that is those or the example set forth of how to live proper like the bible is full of dope ass wisdom and you'll find that wisdom across all sorts of other books so like i'm really cool with it i spent a lot of time in church growing up all sorts of different boring ass music to church don't get me wrong i didn't get no fun music like what we'll get on this album it was some bleak ass like i went to the kind of church where people would be like Jesus is king. Acapella, no fucking anything. It was depressing ass shit. Now maybe, maybe that was like the fire of 1908. Okay, I'm not trying to hate on it. Right. But then the next church had slow rock music, like Angie's. Or my favorite one, no bullshit, is Our God is an awesome God. He reigns from heaven above with, with. like that shit's fire to me I know it's weird to say shit but whatever I, I talk to God with my swear language and he seems to be cool with it it's the people who don't seem to be cool with it so whatever me and God's tight um, I'm really actually spiritual like that and I don't really talk about it a lot because the Christians don't like me much because I say words like fucking talk about gangster rap so <laughs> I don't really like bring it up and at work weirdly enough if you uh if you you can be like an atheist and it's super cool but if you like sincerely talk about god people treat you funny and well at work i'm not there to share my opinions and deal with some bullshit so i don't talk about it a lot maybe i should talk about it more maybe i should be more like kanye yep i bet nobody was expecting that fucking twist but mm. chris is like i was expecting that fucking mm. <laughs> those people and I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. I mean, it's just my relationship is not the same as what other people are. I don't really, like, I live in sin. Let's just leave it at that. All sorts of living in sin goes on in my life. But it's like if I compare the relative curve, life is dandy. All that to say, I do want to just kind of give my, where I kind of stand. I am not up to date with any of that religious stuff. I don't really participate in going to church on Sundays, and... I haven't been to a church in, like, a decade. Right? Like, so that's it. But that's because they're, like, you do things that I can't talk about on camera, really, and get out. And I liked intercourse. Gosh, do I did I like <laughs> premarital sex. That but, was quite um, enjoyable at my youthful life, and that was not acceptable behavior. I just kind of want to give a little bit of a lens of where I'm going into this album so that the, you guys, the viewers, can understand. I know absolutely fuck all about any religious <laughs> reference or any Bible text that we're about to get or anything like that. Don't you worry. So I did kind of... This is pretty top level. I did kind of struggle through the review, but I do have things that I can say and I do appreciate of it. So keep that lens in mind when I kind of sit here going... Merp. Merp. Because, yeah. Every hour. That's what he does. Merp every hour. <clears throat> so Kanye does not show up yet. That's okay. It's his group, Sunday Service Choir. 
they are the gospely folk that he has been i believe touring around the states doing his sunday service uh shows at are these like people who were a group before kanye or like did he like do auditions and shit and have like i don't know Okay. If you guys know, please let me know in the comments. I mean, I'm interested I'm to find assume that he didn't randomly pick random people. I, I feel like he cherry picked a team of singers he wants to be in his squad, you know? Fair, fair, fair. I mean, also, it's likely he could have just gone to churches all over and been like, you and you and. Cause I, like, yeah. It sounds like a bunch of people who have for a long time yep. been singing gospel y stuff in church. Um, this comes in, and I don't know how to describe it, but it sounds like what I would picture a lit, like lit as in fun, like a lit church experience would be like, where people can like boogie and stuff, unlike my boring ass doomy gloomy church experiences, or the soft rock Brian Adams church experience. These this sounds like, like, I don't know why, like, and I just want to, before, sorry, I'm going to talk a bunch, um, that's what I do, but like, I was in Jerusalem, at the, the Wailing Wall, which is the temple in the Bible that, like, the Jews come from back in, you know, all over Jerusalem and stuff. And I was literally moshing, as in these these Jews was moshing to like praise. A, like, like a like mosh pit. Like Vans Warped Tour mosh pit. To praise God. Like, jumping around, bumping into each other, praising freaking God. And then I'm like, why is, why is it so boring musically here? You know what I mean? Like, why is it so not lit here where all the churches i've ever really been to they're not Montreal? Lit. yeah i mean i've i went to like i mean my aunt who's black had this uh, whole thing uh, so, I so, was, so i've been and like is, that was crazy so i didn't necessarily want to say it so bluntly but all the white churches i've been to have doomy gloomy music and then you hear this which i want to come off stereotypical but it almost sounds like are the black churches that live? Yes. Like, can I just go, like, yes. really mash out and praise God like yes. that? Like, that's cool? Yes. Because, gosh, man, you try to do that stuff up at my churches, you'd be like, that is not acceptable behavior. But it kind of, but it kind of, it, like, okay, so I've been to both, right? And the, the black churches have more of this positive, energetic life feel to it, where right. it kind of follows every them hour, with, every minute, every second, right? Everybody's it, it, every minute at the Lord. It, it kind of, and I don't mean to be through. mocking. I really love it. I love it so much. It really inspires me and gets me pumped up. Cause man, it just makes me go fuck. I'd have been so much more interested in church when I was younger if the music was this fun. But what I kind of see is that it carries through not just the the let's say the two three hours you're there in the morning, but it carries throughout their lives. Yeah, it's part of when they go home and everything. And then I say that going, my grandmother who is white lady, uh, went to church and everything, and she's kind of just more just believe and more strict about it and more direct and it's not that uh, it's not that it's not positive for her or nothing it's just it feels like the the atmospheres because they're so different it transitions into the life that you're living if you like fully believe in that yeah as far as this track goes um it's just like the choiry sound they're coming in you feel like there's like a lead lady and then like the backing choir people singing it up which i wanted to say um 
ad-libs, this is crazy ad-libs. Ah. Like, there isn't really any ad-libs because they're all like back vocals and, and doubles and, and stuff. Nice. But it's like, sing till the power of the Lord comes down. Let everything that have breath praise God. Exactly. It's, it's just, it pumps you up. It's like, it's, it's amazing sounding to me. And it's also, I feel a little bit hopeful and uh, has a purpose. So it's like, we're not just singing because we're happy and excited and, and we're celebrating. We're singing for the Lord, the, the power of the Lord to come down. It's like they're, they, they, you, they're engulfing themselves in this belief. It just feels like you're throwing your your entire self into this praise. Like, like it almost seems like, wow, man, using music for such a selfless purpose is, is fresh. Like it is such an amazing tool to share joy like that. Like, I feel like they're happy. They're happy to be singing here, praising God on this project, on this, in this moment. And this, the joy that they have, like, it's like, it sounds like a really fun job to actually just be in that choir going right. around singing all the time. I wanted to, I wanted to comment. So, you know, like, you know, when you're watching a movie and then like, life altering happens and then the dude kind of just or the, the the main character and suddenly it's like this yeah this is kind of how it starts and i'm kind of thinking like that maybe kanye is like presenting his sudden change in belief of faith yep. like just the way that because this is all rapid like for one moment you know this is how it happened i woke up i started the review and it's like i'm all tired and sleepy and the next minute boom next level and it's like that instant change kind of made it a little bit cinematic. But I, I like what you're saying there because it kind of is a stark like, I'm done with the past. This is the new. This is how. And he said that for the future, his music is going to be for God. It is no longer going to be what he did in the past. And I think that is this song conveys that in a pretty straightforward kind of way. There's not like a lot to really dissect. It's pretty blunt. It changes up the lyrics marginally, but it basically is a repetitious chant that you can just get lost in. And then it just ends fucking abruptly. Like, I do not believe they had an end for this song. They just kind of end the song. Well, if you think of... So, now, some please correct me if I'm wrong, but it's kind of how church goes. Like, when I... My experience at, like, the black church, it was kind of like that big old you start off everybody's having a big old party you're all kind of feeling welcomed and you're getting the energy high levels and then it just kind of stops and then the the, the pastor or whatever yeah, but i mean the song like, has an end i mean right but think of it as a whole service yeah like but if we're looking at it as a service he just he just started it everything it's like boom it yeah, started it started like and the now transition into the next song isn't good it's a kind of rough. I didn't. I didn't think that. I thought it was actually really good. I was not thrilled with it. Like hmm. I, I felt it was like it's what took away points the most on this track. Like I got this a four point two five mostly because of how it ends. It just like stops and then you're into this next track and I don't know. This is where I guess a lot of the criticisms and feedback about the album being rushed would come from is maybe stuff like that. And maybe it's deliberate choice. Maybe because, I mean, you like it. There mm. for other people probably do. It's got some artistic value to it. I'm not seeing, but I don't know. Like the song is really short too, right? We're talking like yeah, a 45. minute 52. Yeah. And then just is done. And a lot of the songs are really short. Like this is an 11 song album. And they're 27 minutes, making the average song length like about two minutes, just over. And that's like, oof. Okay, it's one of those projects too, right? Like, uh, but that's also been consistent with what he's been giving us, though. Like, Yay was. But there were like seven songs in like 20 minutes. No, Yay was about 11 tracks, 12 tracks. Yay and it was, was like seven. There were something. all seven songs. 
Yeah, it was, oh, no, it was part yeah, of the no, true, marketing true, true, gimmick. True, I'm, I'm putting both together. But they were also all like 21, 22 minutes, which means right. they were full-length songs. There was just less of them. Right. This is more songs, but like he cut some of the long songs in half, kind of feel. So I don't know if this is a smart move or not. I don't know if it's a good... I'm actually curious to know you, the people watching this or listening to this, what you happen to think about... The, the length of the songs but i don't think it added like i would have liked this to have been flushed out a little more and ending with like a, a more grandiose final note or something like and then moving like that's my preference here but still i thought it was uplifting 4.25 i ended up giving it a four on five uh, i thought it was cool it's just it is it kind of is what it is and it it, it I feel like it does a good job setting you up for the rest of the album and kind of bringing you into this i, I guess ceremonial service mentality all right well the next one features everybody's favorite producer ronnie J. I don't know if that's true i just wanted to mention ronnie J's name because you know i forgot his tag in this moment but i like his tag uh salah is the next song all right chris how do you feel about this track i like this uh oh, like as a song itself it was really cool i like the build-up i like the seriousness that kind of he takes on coming off of the first track which is why i like that tra type of transition it's like yeah we're here to have a good time yeah we're here to party we're here to celebrate but we also got some serious shit that needs to be said in a sense right we've got to talk about god we've got to talk about religion i'm i'm, I'm trying to paint the picture of like what as like a, going to church on sunday would be right so like that that's why i like the transition that's why i like how he did this uh but again there's a lot of things he says that I think is cool. I just don't really understand it. Um, starting off, God is king. We the soldiers. Ultra beam out the solar. When I get to heaven's gates, I ain't got to peek over. Keeping perfect composure when I scream at the chauffeur. I ain't mean. I'm just focused. I ain't mean. I'm just focused. Now, I like how he starts that off. I like how he's kind of already, you know, proving that he believes and he's like so down for this. Uh, God is king. We are the soldiers. You're, we're all working for God, trying to do the best that we could do. Uh, altar beam out the solar i from what i understand from the genius annotation it's a reference to an older song uh from the song of from the album the life of pablo but um i like just the way it sounded i like the way that he he kind of just gets creative with these different terms and he really just kind of goes out there so that was cool i like how when he goes when i get to heaven's gates i ain't gotta peek over as if he's got this uh a hundred percent solidified belief that he's getting right in and i think that's like a level of but, i don't know there's also another um point of like the patience and the faith of what's to come mm -hmm. so he doesn't have to peek over to get that certainty he just knows uh i mean i might cool. be wrong about that no that's actually really cool um and talking about uh when we were earlier in the intro of the podcast when uh, we were just kind of talking about how he kind of moves around and acts and like the highs and lows and stuff. He acknowledges it here, right? Keeping perfect composure when I scream at the chauffeur, I ain't mean, I'm just focused. I ain't mean, I'm just focused. And I kind of understand that. It's like he he is admitting to going so far deep into his head that he's focusing on a certain thing that he doesn't maybe not want to lash out or act crazy or whatnot but he can't detach he can't like maybe detach or compartmentalize what is kind of happening in that it's moment also when he's like focused acknowledging like i mean there's like a 
a self-awareness to the fact that he is perceived as mean and almost like trying to say look i'm not mean i'm not like this not i don't dislike you in any way it's not what it's meant to be i'm just you're right so caught up in myself but like also acknowledging that the way it comes off is like he's super serious super focused screams at the chauffeur look i mean i'm just focused i'm sorry like almost like a really shit apology Mm -hmm. but like again from that point of view of acknowledging this is who i am and this is kind of what's going on but it's super serious and you know kind of trying to create that balance now um he kind of continues on uh where i like how he addresses like people drinking lean and needing to kind of slow down making that exaggerated point of like they're running out of soda because the the typical use is you mix uh codeine with uh soda uh so that was cool he's kind of addressing that on like this positive note of wanting to like save some people or whatnot and then the rest just kind of flows into this biblical thing. Nah, dude, dude, you gotta, you're, you're really underselling some of the good. Well, writing. no, oh, I, no, I'm trying no. to just be like, right, honest, like, like not... immediately following those bars, right? So pour the lean out the soda. Right. Got us clean up or clean out slower. That's a water bar. Got us clean out the soda. Water cleans, right? Right. So, but I'm talking about the pour verb for liquid. Right, right. Before the flood water connection there right people judge they did the same thing to noah kind of making a connection that maybe he was drugged up feeling a certain way he's cleaning that out in the same way that his soul's getting mm-hmm. cleaned up and then if you look at how noah was treated trying to do the right thing people were persecuting him in the story of noah which was the big old flood right and then everybody wanted yandi then jesus christ did the laundry so back to that cleaning metaphor so he was going to put out this yandi album but then his soul got this cleaning situation going on all connected back to the flood and the cleaning out of the soda right so i just i just had to say those bars were actually a little bit better and and i i wouldn't have been able to explain it justice they say the week start on monday but the strong start on sunday which i understand Uh, who the fuck says the week starts on when i do my reporting at work the week starts on sunday i we 24 7 up in this I mean, maybe y'all aren't like that, but only a, in my, I work every Sunday. <laughs> we, we make shit every weekend. I don't know about this. I mean, my work, my pay cycle closes on a Saturday. Sunday's a new week. Exactly. So the bar is kind of whack, but the idea, in my opinion, but uh, it's basically implying for, I guess, everyone else that the week starts on Monday for most people, but if you're really strong in spirit, it starts on Sunday with the Lord's Day as you go through your thing like that. Then he quotes some Bible verses from John chapter 8, and uh, that's fine. I didn't really have a lot to say there. To whom the sun set free is free indeed. He saved a wretch like me. I did really enjoy how he ended on that because there's something to be said about the idea of redemption. And again, this is a way where I relate a little bit to Kanye West. I used to be, um, how to politely put this, I was a piece of shit. So I was like a degenerate scumbag that a lot of people didn't fucking like. Now I'm not. Now I'm somebody that people say weird shit like they call me a good man here and there and i try to be like integrity and i try to do kind things for people it fucks me up man i don't understand how to live like this but all i'm trying to say is if redemption is impossible and a wretch like me can't be saved then i don't know the world's a bad place in my opinion so i like the fact that he's trying to put out that using his own shittiness you know that if he can become this so can you in a sense and then let's be honest the best part of the song like the the five on five part of the song unfortunately i don't think the rest of it is as good as this had it been 
just this chorus for like three minutes straight it would have been perfect but hallelujah 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 i can't help the, it man i'm the just build up of the hallelujahs and oh, the way that they the layering the, yeah the layering of it and the different tones to and sounds and, and volumes it really makes it there's so many different feels in it it's like there's paranoia there's scare there's bravery there's fear there's there's a way that they they mixed all of the different layers together that you're just bursting with different sensations it's fucked up yeah it builds up and you just i i could not sit still i felt like my heart and soul was overtaken and i was in vibey mode but then if you woke up then wait if you woke then wake up and i'm like oh, dad joe kanye and i'm okay with dad joe kanye he's supposed to be dad joe corny kanye because he's a dad he's a like about to be 40 maybe early 40s dad i'm just saying that's what you're supposed to be corny i don't know why like why old men still try to be cool we should we should embrace the corniness of our 30s and 40s and then in your 50s and 60s get into that old man corny that's where it gets really He's 42 fun. years old exactly be corny that's that's dad joke life own it it's the best but then wake up with judas kiss and make up okay kanye judas betrays jesus etc and then i guess Although it kind of sounds like he listens to System of a Down. Anyway, uh, but if you woke, then wake up. That line just bothered me. But he's right. A lot of people who claim to be woke are absolutely blind to the truth of this world in both a spiritual sense from my perception and also a how things work perception. Like, America's got a big old blind spot where it can't see how not great it is by comparison to other parts of the world. And that would be, like, an example of what I mean. And a lot of those woke-ass motherfuckers is up in America is all I'm trying to say. I just um, want to pay homage to the fact that Sci-Hi the Prince wrote, helped write this, which is really cool. Did he? Yeah, Sci Sean Leon, Sci-Hi the Prince, Renard East, and uh, Seven More. Cool. That's a lot of writers, but maybe it was part of the Hallelujahs. I mean, like, literally everybody, I think, in the Hallelujahs has to get credited or something. Or if you contribute. Songwriting's weird, man. You got to give a lot of con contribution credits for, like, very little actual contributions is what I've learned recently. No hate implied or anything. But, like, this dude gets, like, 33% fucking songwriting credits for, like, fucking two lines just because we put him there. That, or that's like a lot. Or 33% of the 50% or whatever. And it's like, fuck it. Eh? So just keep in mind, you can lose all your money that you would have made on a song just by crediting people properly or just by putting too many people in the room. Like if you're in a room with people, everybody in the room can in theory imply they helped you write that song. Like it's just a weird wild west in that world as things get finalized. Just look at like the Lizzo case that's uh, transpiring at the moment. Anyway. And even with the bitter cup, forgave my brothers and drank up, did everything but gave up, stabbed my buck, I can't front, still we win, we prayed up, when we die we raise up. Which I do like. So he's appreciating and connecting to the fact that in his personal life some bad things happen, but still he humbled himself out, he offered forgiveness, he's willing to do as Jesus would do and proceed there. And I, I, I kind of like the the way he, t he takes this verse he's like no white flag or no treaty we got the product we got the tools we got the minds we got the youth we going wild we on the loose people is lying we are the truth 
And I appreciate what he's trying to do here as being like, look, we have the power to be better role models and better inspirations for these kids that are paying attention to us. To me, there's accountability and ownership here, whether or not it musically delivers as much as you may like, because all the while this is going on, there's these really hard drums that just appear that I find not as good. I like the production of the instrumental on this. Like it's it really fits. I think it really fits well with how Kanye's trying to present what he is saying and and it has this kind of serious tone to it. As my like and 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 it's weird in a way like Anyway, it, it, it's just really cool. And then it's got this little cool way that ends everything old shall now become new. It's very biblical. The leaves will be green bearing the fruit. Um, the idea of the fruit growing from the investment in your spiritual efforts is often cited throughout the New Testament. Uh, love God and our neighbor, as written in Luke. So in Luke it says, love God and love thy neighbor. And that's kind of Christianity in a nutshell. Put God first and like love thy neighbor. Right. Um, the army of God and we are the truth. And I'm like, okay, I get where he's coming from. He speaks from the word of God or is he trying to? And that represents the truth of things. I thought this was quite remarkable and I will definitely listen to this again, if not for the hallelujahs, but in overall, I kind of like it. 4.5 on 5. I gave it a 4.2 on 5. I did enjoy it. I do like the energy that he brought to this and it just, I really, really like the beat. Plus it's almost three minutes, which is long for this album. Anyway, Follow God is the next track. Mm. This is fun. I like this song. You know why I like this song? Because it's got this cool-ass rappy beat. Like, it feels almost like this is, like, an unadulterated, like, hip-hop track. Yep. Uh, the beach just fucking fire. Like, it just... Your head's bopping. You vibe into it. It's re- It's got this old-school feel to and it, And it's too. got that Father I Stretch My Hands sample, which I believe is used on the tracks Father... Stretch My Hands, part one, back on that album I never listened to, Life of Pablo. Um, but overall, just the flow, the way he hits it, like, life like, this is what your life like, try to live your life right, people really know you push your buttons like, type right. I'm like, oh, it's, it's like rapping, it's like he's flowing, not like some screamy, weird, experimental, half rock, no, no, he's, he's just rapping, you know? And I'm like, this is pretty cool, plus, He's doing his Kanye thing where he like overkills the rhymes, like life like. That's interesting. Things are like life. This is what your life like. So your life is like being life like, implying that you're fake. Try to live your life right. People really know you push your buttons like type right. So people will attack you by uh, in- instigating you to trigger you. But this is like a movie, but it's really lifelike. And then after reflection, everything's kind of weird and crazy like in a movie, but it's also very real. Every single night, right? Every single fight, right? I was looking at the gram. I don't even like likes. So all the confrontations and stuff, but he doesn't even like the likes, which is true. He gave a little tirade about like the currency of public lights being problematic. And they kind of are like... I don't actually care how many people hit the like button and the numbers. Like, this channel has done a lot for my life that isn't trackable on this channel. So, I'm cool with where we're at, you know? But I I can see how if I was, like, 10 years younger, I would be thirsting for likes in a way that is completely different than where I'm at with it. And, mm-hmm. 
like Facebook's gonna hide how many likes you see. Like all the social medias are going to inevitably adapt towards this thing due to this idea of wellness and well-being. Because unfortunately, social media has some serious detriments to psychological health, often in the thirst for the likes. But then he goes on from that. I was screaming at my dad. He told me it ain't Christ-like. And then you get this sense of him just like sitting there, arguing with his dad, trying to convey his truth that he understands. And his dad's like, nah, the way you're approaching this is not Christ-like. So the way you're behaving isn't Christ-like, even if you're like actually saying the right words. So I was screaming at the referee, just like Mike, because that's a basketball movie. Which really kind of is interesting to see how it's not... I feel like Kanye's expressing this sentiment of it's not what you're saying, but how you present things. It's how you uh, keep your demeanor and behave that really is more, uh, I guess, Christ-like in a sense, which was interesting to me. Yeah. And then the way the track flows out, he makes some really whack-ass line that if it wasn't for Genius, I wouldn't know. Riding on a white bike feeling like excite bike an excite bike is a classic 8-bit motocross game where the guy rides on a red bike with some white stripes i know i know that's just what it is but like if we think about it isn't there like this thing with jesus and the white horse and blah 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 and all this stuff so if this is like a gospel album mm, and we're all like christ possibly shit, fair. riding on a white bike but I guess then there's pressing on the gas supernova for a nightlight, screaming at my daddy told me it ain't Christ-like. So I guess there's also the point of how you live your life. If you're just out there in the nighttime, maybe getting up to a foul thing, it's not Christ-like. And then uh, kind of makes a commentary on the way people treat him. Only ever seeing me, only when they needed me. Like well, if on. Tyler Perry made a movie for BET, searching for a deity, now you want to see it free. Now you want to see if we just let see if three apiece. Well, right before that, the line, but nobody never tell you uh, when you're being oh, like Christ. True. And that's actually a really strong line because it's. I feel like everybody, for my opinion is, everybody in religion is looking for answers and your like your belief system right and that line right there really kind of screams out for like we all want to be or the idea is you want to be kind of like the savior or the god that you believe in but nobody's actually telling you what the fuck you're supposed to be doing to well, either get into heaven or hell or what i think it also plays into the principle of like how Nobody really points out when you're doing the right thing. So you right. can keep winning and winning and winning and winning and winning and winning, or you can keep doing good. And like people don't really take the time to acknowledge it or care it's in kind a meaningful way. In a sense. But you fuck up one time, and that shit is all over it. So in a sense, nobody really paid attention to the good things Kanye West maybe did, or maybe when he was behaving in a certain way, that wasn't recorded. It was just all of the negative things. And and you get to this point where you're screaming out of frustration and that part's not Christ-like. And it's kind of what happens. But then also following up on that point, so you're not laying down a blueprint of how to behave, but then you only ever want you when you're going to do something interesting or, or godlike. Like, oh, Kanye, come up with some new way to captivate everybody, you know? Like, I don't know. Or maybe it's but also it's, it's like what he wants to be for himself. Like maybe it's like almost this conflict, like he's talking to himself about it as well. So it's an interesting, per it's an interesting concept because it's like me as myself, I don't pray to God, I don't like follow anything like that or whatnot. But tell you right now, if my life starts to feel like I'm in the middle of a turmoil or whatnot, I'm 
the first one to be like lord help me or something like that and in some like i guess false belief or some shit that like it, it this is a way that could help me and it's cool how I'm kind of interpreting that idea of like, you only need me when you're looking for something or whatnot, the same way of like, yeah, I kind of need a Kanye album right now. Yeah, I kind of need this right now. Like it's, it's, it's time that I've decided I need you to do something for me. The same way it's like, it's, it's it, the same way like I've decided that now I believe in God because I need, uh, I need help or support. It's not just like a consistent thing, which was cool. Fair enough. Um, and then he kind of flows on from there into uh you know tell me what your life like turn it down a bright light driving uh with my dad and he told me it ain't christ-like and that's an interesting point uh because in his star um in a sense he needs to turn down the ego and turn it down to a point but then if you think about it from the other end of it you have like that this little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine. So to be Christ-like, you have to let your light shine. Right. So to turn it down, in a sense, you get this conflict where is that Christ-like? And I think it's cool that he's like showing us this back and forth in his mind. Um, I'm just trying to find, I've been looking for a new way. I'm just really trying not to really do the full way. I don't have a cool way. Being on my best though, blocking on that text though, nothing else next though. Not another word, letter, picture, or decimal wrestling with god i don't really want to wrestle man it's like really lifelike everything in my life arguing with my dad and he said it ain't christ-like and i'm just like when i listen to it i'm i'm kind of just picturing that internal struggle of like when you've done so much in your past that hasn't necessarily been good and you've like turned yourself to god and you're trying to redeem yourself and to give up let's say old behaviors and stuff and in this conquest along the way maybe you get some self-righteous preachiness with your dad and you just have this argument and so it almost feels like everything that's going on in his life pulls back to this moment where his dad told him you're not being christ-like and as he's going through the different moments of his day or a week or whatever and these are all little parts or like little snippets of things that are going through his mind he just keeps coming back to that you ain't even Christ-like line from his dad because it was so impactful for him. So, and then there's maybe, the outro. Maybe I'm stretching, right? But maybe it's not actually his father, um, our Lord and Savior, our mm. Father who heart in heaven. The father, the dad, could be him arguing with God the entire time and his own belief in conflict. I just, I just thought of that. I, don't I know mean, it, it could be. Like that's something I just thought of. I think that he, I think that there is a connection with his actual father, and like he actually argued, and this is a whole thing. He's trying to give us this story, but, but, but that I, was just a. I mean, it's totally probably a metaphor Kanye was going for and then you get the outro where he's like yeah I woke up I said my prayers I did it right I'm all good I tried to talk to my dad and give him some advice he starts spazzing I start spazzing and he said that ain't Christ like and I said Rah! or whatever fucking noise Kanye makes because which is actually really cool because giving us that context after of what he's really explaining on how like the fight kind of started it really seems like Kanye's trying to explain to his father what his understanding of Christianity, belief in God, and blah, 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 is. And his father's kind of being very rejectful of it. And he's like, no, nah, that ain't Christ-like because you ain't... Kind of sounds like you ain't listening to what I think is... Like, what I believe 
being like Christ and everything like that is, which makes Kanye lose his mind, which also kind of ties into like people not listening to him and him feeling like nobody wants to understand him and not and having, you know, also uh, the, the, the inability to explain uh, what he's really trying to say or how he's really feeling on the inside. And at the same time, it also could be him spazzing out over conflicted with his own faith because somebody that I guess maybe he looks up to, his actual dad, who's like raised him and stuff like that, is not really accepting him. So that was also really cool to me. Fair enough. Why don't we then, or did you give a grade? Oh, I gave it a 4.2 on 5. I gave this track a 4.5 on 5 as well because I thought it was really passionate, really honest. He raps really well. But I thought it was really honest, mostly. Like, it's not arrogant. It, it feels like a man fighting with himself for us to see that this is almost like a human thing to have happen and a part of the journey to get back to God or whatever. Um, anyway, next track is called Closed on Sunday. Guess what, Chris? You're my Chick-fil-A. I'm not even gonna lie, when the first like two notes click in, like with the guitar, I picture like the MASH theme song, so I it takes me a second to not go through early morning. Anyway, if you know the MASH theme song, maybe you agree with me, maybe you don't. Like MASH as in like the military show? Yeah. Okay. But like the first like two notes, like the do 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 do. Yep. You know, like, but this is the first, the doom, doom. it yep. sounds the same to me. I'm rolling. And then it changes after that part. So, whatever. Um, Chick fil A is closed on Sunday. Yes. Kim Kardashian does not post on Sunday. Oh, shit. So now everything closed makes sense. on Sunday. And you're my Chick fil A. Now, here is the real fucking question for the entire world. How do y'all think Kim reacted when Kanye, and I picture him eager with a big smile, and he's like, Kim, I wrote you some, I, I, I wrote this about us, and just check this out. Closed on Sunday. You're my Chick-fil-A. I, I bet she's like, this is the man I married. This is the father of my children. She probably just went, all right, I believe it now. She probably saw the dollar signs coming in, and then she got a little bit, like, Kanye, let's go to the room. But I'm just saying, that would be my thoughts. But I was just, what a, what a weird one. But it's also cool how this also, like, on the seventh day, Lord Day, rest day, yeah, you're not I supposed get that. to work, you're not I supposed totally to. I totally get that. So that was cool. And I'm I'm not against it. It's just funny that, like, I believe he's talking to, to Kim, because he then goes, hold the selfies, put the gram away which she was doing. When get your family, y'all hold hands and pray. When you got daughters, always keep them safe and whatnot. And I'm like, maybe it's not entirely about Kim. I mean, we can find a way to kind of connect it, but I also think he's just kind of talking to everybody. Like, yeah. take a moment to take a break from this. Like, if you got daughters, look after them. If you've got, like, true, you it's, got shit to do, the, really just you're take my Chick-fil-A. That makes me feel like he's inspired by because I believe that this song well, was inspired by how Kim Kardashian doesn't post on Sundays. Well, so from the genius annotation that I kind of understood was like, remember the sa- uh, from who? Uh, I don't have the name here, but kind of breaks down how like uh, the Exodus twenty eight eleven. Remember the Sabbath, the Sabbath day. To Sabbath keep is a whole- Saturday. Six days shall the Sabbath out labor is and a Saturday, but it's about the whole also Sunday. Also, a fucking day. Jew. 
I'm just saying. And the Sabbath, as is referenced there in the Pentateuch, the the Torah, the five books for the Jewish people, is a Saturday. Right. It is not. For a in the six days the Lord made heaven and earth to see, and on the seventh it was rest. Yes. So I think like Sunday part of this, is that is talking about Saturday based on the Sabbath. I am, I'm not disputing that. I'm saying I think with that. And then, this means, historically speaking, the Christians moved it to Sunday to be different than the Jews. That's what happened. Oh. Either way, this is, I feel like Kanye's trying yeah, to Yeah, he's trying explain, to say, like, take your day take off, your, of rest, day and off. praise God, and, you know, and doc, you know, make sure that you spend time with your family and all that stuff. I do like the no more living for the culture, we nobody's slave. I like how, I feel like he's kind of connecting that to what we think culture is nowadays in terms of, like, gotta be on social media gotta be part of this like fast type of living gotta be somebody gotta 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 and i like how he's interpolating that in that 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 idea of like slavery in terms of like we are kind of slaves to instagram facebook these big corporates that want our data like that was really something that kind of screamed at me on this on uh, this track i Which, don't know but like right before it he goes through temptations, make sure they're they're wide awake. Follow Jesus, listen and obey. No more living for the culture. We nobody slave. And I mean, I thought a lot about that. And in the one hand, I see where you're coming from, because it's kind of true. Uh, but I also took it like it's not about doing these thirsty ass crazy shits to go viral that that's living for the culture so like every day somebody's like you should do this it'll get you a gajillion million fucking views but then nobody will respect me anymore and then i'll give up my integrity right. and then a lot of other other things that i would would change holding the person into something else right and then ultimately you become a slave to whatever it is that you're doing here because in order to recreate it you have to keep doing this thing and it ends up not being real it ends up not being something that reflects anything pure and good mm -hmm. whereas at least if nobody watches this review i wanted to be sitting here talking about this album like this this is what i chose to be doing yes you know? yes it, it was like and, uh kanye tomorrow we're doing it but it's also like in a sense i can sit here in my platform and say yeah jesus is cool and i can represent who i am right which is kind of i think a little bit what we're supposed to take away from it in the global message although subtly he's trying to evangelize here i don't know it just seemed like a weird the jesus line just felt like it was throwing in to that verse like it just to like make sure it checked the box for gospel and maybe it's because the line last time like adult but maybe it was like some perverse sex line and he swapped it to this to make the song work you know i or, mean maybe but like i don't think it's just to check the box like look at the verse right stand up for my own even if i take this walk alone i bow down to the king upon the throne my life is his yeah, i'm no the, longer own i pray to god that he'll so it's like so it fits in the verse i'm saying the way it gets added to the end of this chorus maybe it's supposed to just be like transitional thing isn't it also maybe isn't it also supposed to be like if you feel lost here's your faith here's your icon of faith like follow jesus listen and obey i know it I sounds mean, like demanding maybe. but it's like follow you don't tell somebody to follow if they ain't lost they know where to go they on their own path and i hear all that i'm saying i felt like it was kind of goofy in the way he was almost Fair. doing it and then all of a sudden it gets real serious and then like it just transitions it's almost like I don't know, because that other verse could have worked for a completely secular purpose up until the follow Jesus, listen and obey. 
and then it goes into no more living for the culture we know buddy slaves now that reminds me more of his general narrative that was going on before the conversion so it feels like that line got changed because maybe there was cussing on it or something and then this whole verse was brand new added for this however saying all of that I really like the way the verse ends. Uh, now back up off my family, uh, move your hands. I got my weapons in the spirit's land. I, Jezebel, don't even stand a chance. Jezebel, don't even stand a chance. Jezebel being a representation of temptation and the seductress and all of this stuff from like, I believe, Revelations. And I just kind of like it. And you're right. I like how he focuses on God and like has this humble, like I like what he did here. I just didn't like that one little line in the way he put it. The rest of the song I think is interesting, goofy. But I think he Kanye's up the idea of taking a day of rest and praising God. And while I may have been a little bit of a shtickler in terms of the Sabbath earlier with Chris, I do kind of like the principle of it. And I gave it a 4.35. I gave this song a 4.2. I thought it was cool. I, I enjoyed it. And I'm really starting to like the fact that there's a lot to actually talk about off of these songs and the way that he presents them. That really kind of adds more value to the album, I feel. Anyway, the next track is called On God. I feel like there are two parts to On God. There's the part where like he's flowing and appreciating how God has used him as a vessel and he's had a bunch of significance, which is like the bulk of the track. Right, and we can maybe go through it a little bit more in a bit. But then if we just jump to the end, he goes, uh, the greatest artist resting or alive, that's on L.A. Reid, that's on Clive, to which I'm like, I don't know who those people are. That's no jive, that's on God. Okay, so God is saying he's the greatest. That's a little presumptuous, but all right. Off the 350Z supply, okay. The IRS, want they want 50 plus our tithe. I'm like, okay, they want tax money. Man, that's over half of the pie. Yeah, you're fucking rich, dog. Good. Take more than half of your fucking pie. Don't take half of our pie. We're not rich. When I'm rich, I'll give up half my pie. Uh, I don't, don't you understand the principles of, like, fucking altruism and shit? Anyway, I felt dry. That's on God. Uh, that's fair. Fine. If the IRS people is clipping you down and taking all your money and you worked real hard. I get it, I suppose. That's why I charge the prices that I charge. I, and I'm like... Okay, that's fair. I can't be out here dancing with the stars. No, I cannot let my family start. I go hard. That's on God. And I'm like, well, let me understand here something. Did Kanye just sneak in justifying selling ridiculously overpriced shit to elite premium exclusive people, creating a barrier of his like brand so that is rich people shit because the IRS wants his money and just like snuck that into the middle of this little gospel project here because like yo the rest of the verse kind of doesn't do that it kind of feels like a really like on par with this album i mean unless i'm missing something do you disagree so the on god topic right it's kind of like you say that when you're like dead set yeah right so you're like yo i'm about to record the hottest verse on god blah 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 and i think that he's kind of re just like, I think he's trying to just emphasize the fact of, like, because in the real world, out of all this, like, fun, gospel, religious stuff, in the real world, I actually have to be this type of way. I actually have to do this type of shit because this is what we have to deal with. And it's his little kind of way of explaining, like, this is, like, on God. This is why I got to act the way I am. I know, but let's look at the rest of the verse then. How you get so much favor on your side, he nearly died a couple times, lots of fortunes. Accept him as your Lord and Savior, I replied. 
shit, great start. How do the great things happen in your life? Right. I'll put God into my heart. Right. Thou shalt love thy neighbor, not divide. I'm a ride, that's on God. This fits this album to me. Humble, God first type shit. His light shine the brightest in the dark. Single mothers know they got my heart. All my brothers locked up in the yard. You can still be anything you want to be. Woof. Inspiration and hope for the people. You but can find the that, truth. You all, can my, all my brothers locked up in the yard. He's still kind of bringing up some real shit. Like but jails, he's not prisons. justifying his financial situation. Trying to justify selling overpriced shit to pay for his family stuff. That was my grievance. This is about other people, and this is some like really humble for the others type stuff. This is loving thy neighbor type rhymes, in my opinion. I mean, he also took the responsibility of ending the 13th Amendment, which, which is, is really fucking uh, cool when I read do, that. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, the fact that... Yeah. So, taking the responsibility of ending the 13th Amendment basically well, says he that he wants to abolish prisons because it... it the 13th Amendment slavery. allows you to use prisoners as slaves. And Kim Kardashian has been actively fighting this. Drug charges are often linked to locking up young black folk to ridiculous sentences over the type of shit where in Quebec we can just walk in and buy an ounce and they're now going to be selling an ounce for 125 Canadian. That's like 100 USD. And so we can just walk into a store and cop an ounce. But in some places, kids will go to jail and be used as slaves over the same ounce. That's all I'm trying to say. It's fucked up. Anyway, so he wants to take on that mantle. Cool. That's still cool. He's about other people at that right. point. That's on Keith. Uh, that, uh, he's the new commander and the chief. That's like the U.S. government. That's on Keith, Chief Keith. That's on God. Okay. So he's both the streets and the God. I, I kind of like that. Well, it's not just the streets. I mean, Chief Keith is from Chicago, so it's more like like it's still it's about his, his... And his people, but... Right. I, I just feel like it's more direct. That's all I'm... Well, but thinking. I meant like he uses Chief Keefe to reflect like where he's from, yes. his environment, you know? Yes. Uh, before the ranches, I had horses in the garage. When the Forbes cover was just a mirage, kind of looking back, you know, they had me chasing statues. That's on pride. So I was focused on this materialism. That's a bad thing. Right. Uh, oh, my God. Bus said that on tribe. That's funny. Concession by scenario. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That, that like part there. Right. Um. When I bought the book of Job, was it jo when I thought the book of Job was a job? That is my favorite fucking biblical bar on this album because the book of Job is a fascinating tale, right? So basically, um, God and the devil make a deal, and God says, "I bet you can't break Job's faith." And the devil's like, I can fuck him up. And then uh, they kill his wife, kill his kids, put him through all sorts of fucking hell, etc., etc., etc. Job never breaks his faith. He kind of cries out a little bit, but he never breaks his faith. And then God blesses him with a new wife, a new bunch of kids. And I'm just like, I mean, the moral of the story is if you keep your faith through the hard times and even the temptations will get mean, rewarded. But the way the book of Job actually plays out when you run it through but like, is we could just harsh. say, We could just say, like, from my perspective, as long as you keep positive, no, good shit happens. It's that when the test and the tribulations and the darkest parts of your life come through... And the way this bar is crafted, you think it's a job. You think it's a problem. You think it's a bad thing. You don't right. see it like it's the book of Job, like a test to your faith. And that if you can make it through the test of your faith, even though it's like castration of your soul per se, you will. Uh, I just wanted to exemplify. Christ. You do, they killed his wife, all seven of his kids, 
and tortured the man. We're I, not we're not talking about as long as you keep it happy for a minute. I, we're talking about <laughs> no. When you fate. put me up against that, I, I feel and, and I understand. And like, then he like, goes, "The devil had my soul. I can't lie," which is what happens in the Book of Job. Right. Uh, life gonna have some lows and some highs. So it really is pointing out that, but look at the end of it. Before the Grammys ever gave a nod, I wore my heart on my sleeve. I couldn't hide. In 03, they told me not to drive because he fucking had that car accident and right. they did through the wire. I bleached my hair for every time I could have died. And that's a lot of moments where God saved him, right? And brings that up. I've been telling y'all since 05. And that's fair because, you know, that's, I believe, when he said George Bush don't care about black people. And he was still, like, being a thing. And then he flips it up and his, his ego kicks in as he talks about the money. And, like, here's the thing. Nobody's saying that Kanye can't, like, sell expensive things, per se. But the way he then goes from this almost, in my opinion, straight altruistic freaking verse about an interesting perspective and, like, showing depth and understanding ends with... I'm actually really good and so I'm going to charge a lot of money for my shit and I'm like so that my family can eat and you're like okay but like you're married to Kim Kardashian who definitely can just handle it like it's she's cool you could make zero dollars for the rest of your damn life Kanye and Kim's got you right like that's how wealthy she is I'm like that's a weird that, that, that little part I didn't like the rest of it I thought was actually pretty fresh, pretty interesting. I thought it was a good song. And I gave it a 4.25 because of that little part. And that's just my little opinion. I know sometimes I watch it and then I get this like paragraph comment. I secretly hope I get those. Where like dude breaks down bar for bar all the like 87 nuances that I've missed or I'm ignorant of. And I'm not saying it to be facetious. I'm saying I genuinely like that because then I learn a lot. Right. But with my current understanding of things, it just sounded whack to me. 4.25. I gave it a 4.2 on 5 as well. Uh, but I just enjoyed it. I thought it was... I thought it was... So far, I'm really just liking the sounds of all of the songs. Sometimes, yeah, I'll admit, the lyrics kind of go over my head and I'm like, uh, what? But I do appreciate the styles and, and just the whole experience that we're getting so far. Fair enough. And that's the end of part one of this review because why why make one giant video when we can make two shorter ones that you're more likely to click on? Yeah, play into the algorithm a bit because we are a little bit pushing the trying to be a part of the culture thing maybe. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Still, two parts seems to be cooler and it kind of gives us an idea of how many people actually watch because the people who watch part two probably at least care about part one to some degree. Maybe. Let us know what you think about the two-part review. Nobody ever does. So I keep asking. I'm assuming that means people are okay with it. Anyway, uh, thank y'all for being a part of this and just watching. It really does mean the best uh, a lot. And those of you who comment are truly MVP because it like teaches us a whole bunch. And I'll definitely answer you in the comments if you made that effort to comment. Like the video if you did. Hit that subscribe button for part two and more reviews. And on that note, special thanks to the patrons, Ismail Gadamsey, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, Dietrich Black, Hurricane, Lindell Williams, and Coney Sparks. They're dope. They support what we do. They get to tell us what albums to review. They bought us a camera, too. They're going to help us get on Spotify and the Podbeam and the iTunes. And on top of that, they helped us getting a Squarespace where we built out the website so that we look a little more cool. Do, yeah, do, 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 that do, do, was do. off the dome, motherfuckers. Anyway, I don't care if it was dope. I just made it up on the spot. Thank y'all, Patreon people. If you want to tell us what to do and you want to get involved in helping us reach the next level, like one of the dreams is to replace this ugly background with nice-looking sound panels. So if you want to 
you want to help that happen they're really fucking expensive like that's like a thousand dollars to cover the walls type shit anyway maybe not a thousand i think i can do it for like 500 but that's not the point y'all don't care anymore thank you for watching i put out an album recently please check that out it's holding stefan roy present or the alternative grind is the album let me know what you think it was an ep redid it as an album it's got 13 songs chris is on it he also has music coming everybody let us know what you think you're awesome we're gonna go do part two now bye-bye bye-bye live long and prosper <laughs> Jesus, fuck get over this